All right. So in the market research uh, guidance that I've been given to giving to the, the, the members of the, the core program here, um, uh, you know, Evelyn mentioned that uh, the market research questions almost suggest that we are coming up with the overall, I guess, niche or positioning of our business. Um, or the question is, are we coming up with the very next product or service or program? the very next offer. So I'm glad you asked that, Evelyn, because it is, of course, connected. Uh, my intention is to help you clarify what the very next offer is that, that you need to clarify. Maybe you're already planning a launch. That's fine. But whatever you need to clarify for an upcoming launch is um, what I hope we can do in using the, the core process. And the reason why I say it's connected is because uh, as you keep clarifying good offers that align with your market's wants and align with your interests and energy, it's like you've got one aligned offer, wonderful. You went through the market research and evaluation process, one aligned offer, wonderful. You go through the process again, you have another second aligned offer, great. And then a third aligned offer, great. And then the pattern starts to come together with what your market wants your niche to be. That, in my viewpoint, is how we niche. We don't niche, in my, in my understanding, I don't think we niche by journaling and answering a bunch of questions and even working with a marketing expert. I think that is a... Uh, it's like the inventor in the garage spending three years creating the perfect invention and going out there and go, oh, nobody wants this, <laughs> right? The inventor should have been out there knocking on doors and say, I've got these three prototypes, which one? Oh, you want that prototype A. And then the next door says, oh, you want prototype B. And then eventually everyone seems to want prototype B. Okay, now I'm going to create a, a, a quick prototype, you know, test it in the market. This is how we come up with a niche, you know, because by the way, where does niche come from? Niche comes from ecosystem terminology, you know, ecology, right? Um, how does that, how, how does a plant or an animal, or I was just watching uh, on Netflix, wonderful documentary called Fantastic Fungi, go look it up, Fantastic Fungi or Fungi, great documentary on Netflix. Um, how, how, does a, how does a fungus, you know, find the niche? Does it do it by journaling for three weeks, even three months, reflection, talking with their consultant? Ah, oh, we've got a niche for our ecosystem. No, how, how does any animal or plant come up with a niche? Over hundreds of thousands of years of evolution of getting eaten by this animal. All right, the next generation figures out how to not get eaten by that animal and learning how to eat this animal or to, or to survive by assuming these nutrients. You know, one generation couldn't assume the next generation learn how to assume these nutrients better. That's how you have a niche. Eventually with all this evolution of testing, you know, how does nature do it? Nature for any one species has tested so many versions, right? And then after so much testing, hundreds of thousands or millions of years. Now you've got, you know, well, you know, a dog, 
a domesticated dog is a great example. A lot of testing wolves coming to the campfires of humans and, oh, this wolf is cuter. We're going to feed this wolf more. And then eventually the cuter wolves kept being fed. And then now we have a domesticated dog, right? The, the dog has found a niche, right? <laughs> um, this is how you do it too, except hopefully you won't take hundreds of thousands of years. <laughs> you might take, uh, you know, a couple of months or a couple of years, right? That's, think about it. That's really fast, right? <laughs> Compared to nature, you are doing it very, very quickly with, through conscious evolution. So that's how we come up with a niche. We test with the market. We partner with the market, test one offer. Oh, did that work? Oh, that worked. Oh, it didn't work. If it didn't work, think about nature and ecology. How many things didn't work? Millions of tests didn't work before one niche was found. So how can we complain that one offer didn't work? Come on, <laughs> right? Test one offer didn't work. That's normal. That's how nature works. Test the second offer. It didn't work. Still, that's nature. Third offer, it worked. You're incredibly lucky. The third offer worked. You actually made money with third offer. Congratulations. You're way ahead of nature. <laughs> third offer worked. Wonderful. Now, fourth offer didn't work. Fifth offer didn't work. Sixth offer didn't work. Seventh offer worked. Oh, my goodness. So now we have offer three and seven that worked, meaning work, meaning it made you money. If you feel like there's a future here with these two offers, wonderful, three and seven. Okay, two is not really a pattern. It started to have a pattern. Offer eight didn't work. Offer nine worked. Oh my goodness. Now three, seven, and nine worked. What's the pattern? Oh, the market wants me with my energy signature, with the way that I talk, with my background, with my race, with my age, you know, with my professional uh, credibility, with my network, the market wants me to go in this direction. Apparently, direction three, seven, nine. What's the pattern? God, that's that's going to be my niche. Until I keep testing, offer ten, offer eleven, offer twelve, offer thirteen. Oh, offer thirteen worked. Now three, seven, nine, and thirteen worked. Does that change my niche? It might, because niche through conscious evolution of our core process continues to evolve, right? So this is why eventually we come up with, and I will show you my screen. This is why we come up with, <laughs> this is my courses. This is why we come up with 20 offers. I've got 20 courses that I've already created just in the last couple of years. This is not including the other 40 ideas that people didn't want me to create. So out of 60 ideas, 70 ideas, these 20 made some money, some, you know, and, and I start to clarify my niche a little bit more now. So anyway, um, and yes, Kim, exactly. Niche, niches change over time. Of course it does. Well, in, in nature's terms, over hundreds of thousands of years or millions of years, the, the niche will change in our lifetime, our niche changes probably once every two or three years, at least slightly, if not dramatically. I find that my, uh, my, my way of working, my business dramatically changes at least every couple of years. You know, it's like, oh, I wanna, I wanna do more group programs or I wanna do smaller group programs or larger group programs or have, 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 I wanna go in this area more, you know? Anyway, so absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, and Michael says, do you think the market is being everyone out there who happens to hear me as opposed to choosing a market ahead of time? So yeah, Michael, um, these terms are, are confusing because everybody, people use it in different ways. What is a niche? What is a market? I'm going to say that basically I'm going to keep it simple and put the two terms together. I'm just going to say that your niche is the same as your market. When you hear me say market or niche, I mean the same thing. So what do I mean by a market or a niche? A market or a niche is a group of people who are happy to pay you money for something that you provide. Oh, similar to ecosystem niche, it's a mushroom that's able to survive in this environment. How? Because it's able to assume the nutrients of, of the environment around it. It can survive. No. Wait. Can I do my? Can I ask? Yes, Michael. Go ahead, please. Yeah. Um, ahead. So when you when you say something like the market doesn't want me to create this thing, or the, like the market, like like if because you what you just said is that the market is people who will pay you, but if, if they're not paying you, they, oh, they, right. they're still yeah. the market. Right. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. Exactly. It's a it's a potential market um, at that point. And, and it's also a market in the sense that they are paying people like you or businesses like yours. Uh, to you, it's a potential market. To you, it's a potential niche. But the market is technically any group of people that's paying for services or products. So your, your market uh, eventually is literally the people paying you. That's your market. Up to now, it's all potential market. I, I, I guess that I guess in my mind, what uh, I'm thinking is that on, like on social media, if I have an audience, I have people that are following me. Those are potential. That's a potential. They're market. not paying me, so it's they're like, not paying you yet. But uh -huh. the fact that they're following you means that they have already signaled their interest in the possibility of paying you. So there, that's why we do the market research to find out. Oh. Dear, dear John, dear Jane, what are you paying for? You're, mm -hmm. you're following me and you, you obviously are paying for things in your life. What are you paying for? Oh, you're paying for that. Oh, you're still looking to buy that. Oh, now I'm understanding my potential market better. Yeah, so thank you for asking. Thank you. All right. Yeah, and Mira, good point. They're also paying you attention in the beginning before they pay you money. Absolutely. And you could even say that the market begins as a market of attention, right? This is why um, content creators uh, are, are vying for people's attention. And this is why, you know, they call it getting eyeballs, right? It's like, why do, why do media companies and content creators want to get eyeballs? Because if you get people's attention, then you have a far greater possibility of getting their money eventually, whether it's them paying you or them giving their attention to one of your advertisers and the advertiser pays you, right? So if eventually some money is being exchanged, whether it's directly to you or just to somebody that uh, is advertising with you, the advertiser pays you, but yes, so absolutely. Um, and Jason Schneider wrote, I read an interesting article on the attention economy. Absolutely, yes. So. Attention is uh, largely a lot of time people say that is kind of like the economy now. That's like the most important part of the economy is attention because it's so hard, it's so scarce because there's so many options. If, if you can get someone's attention, wow, that's really precious because 
everything else is possible from there in terms of interaction with you, engagement, you know, uh, uh, them believing you enough to make changes in their life and in their behavior, which, you know, creates collaboration, profits, et cetera. So.